Dress for less here. Do you guys have a good week? I know I did. Oh, I had a great time. I did this show at UCB. I had my play open. It's Pride Month, and you know, I should say happy Pride. Happy Pride Month to everyone. We had LA Pride here in LA over the weekend, and oh, it's a really exciting time to be a drag queen. Drag queens are popping up all over the place. Actually, you know what? I'm um, a model for this campaign for this company called The Better Skin Co. It's a really great um, skincare line. And uh, they're doing this whole campaign with all different kinds of models, and I happen to be one of them, and it's called Hashtag For All People. So um, if you check that out, you can uh, see these cute little pictures of me posing and stuff, and I got to work with Beverly Johnson, and it's just, you know, it's part of this uh, June Pride Month celebration. So I'm really, it's a really just an exciting time to be alive and to be a drag queen and a queer person. And of course, for me here at Ghosted, We love everyone, and you're all welcome. I got a story to tell that came from Eddie in the Facebook group. Eddie, thanks for listening. He says, I love the show. Thanks, Roz. You're such a great host. Oh, stop it, Eddie. So what's your story? Okay, he says, so when I was 16, my friends and I did a seance in my room. Nothing really happened during the seance, but we heard a really loud bird call like it was in the room with us, but there was no bird. That's my bird call. Then the phone rang, ring, 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 and no one was there. So we waited a bit longer and nothing else happened. So we just gave up on the whole thing. That night, and every night after, for a while, a man in a brown suit would be standing at the foot of my bed, looking at me. I think of this story every time I hear the podcast theme song, LOL. Ah, it's spooky and kooky. Oh, that's so funny. Um, But he wasn't scary. It felt like a brother or like an older version of myself. Like some weird, for some reason, for some weird reason... Those two things kept coming to mind, so I wasn't afraid at all. My sister saw him and said to me one day, You know, there's a man that stands at the foot of your bed. And I said, I know, but he's good, I can tell. She said she could tell, too. He seemed like a good spirit. We just thought it was cool we could both sense him. Well, after a while, I could tell he wanted to sleep in my bed. Okay, I'm getting turned on. After a while, I could tell he wanted to sleep in my bed with me. So after a couple of nights, since I wasn't going, uh, since I wasn't getting a bad vibe, I told him he could sleep in my bed. Okay, where's this going, Eddie? Nothing weird, just, you know, a comforting thing. 
It pretty much stops there. He didn't bother me and pretty much disappeared after I let him sleep with me. Oh, honey, I've been there. You let him sleep with you once. They scatter away. It took me a while to realize who it was, but when I was growing up, my grandparents used to sleep in separate rooms, and so when we would stay over, I would sleep with my grandpa, and my sister would sleep with my grandma in their bed. Oh, so is this your grandpa? I'm also named after my grandpa, which is why I think... I thought the ghost was an older version of myself. I also inherited a brown tux, the one he was wearing, like the one he was wearing when standing at the foot of my bed. Wait a minute. I just realized something that I've never even thought about. So you saw the ghost of your grandfather wearing a tuxedo that you also had probably in your closet. So, hold up, hold up. So you could have, so some, so clothing can be the ghost of clothing, even though it still exists. You get what I'm getting at? Like, like that, that code is still here on earth, but there's a ghost version of it because a ghost is wearing it. I've never thought about that. And now my mind is completely baffled. Let's get back to the story. My grandpa was more like a father to me in a lot of ways, and it's comforting to know that he was there. Now, as an adult, I see him as a swallowtail butterfly at times, when I wish I could show him my life now or wonder what he would think of me. That butterfly shows up, and I know it's him sending love. Aww. Thank you for creating this space to share these stories. I have a couple scary ones I'll share eventually. Oh, I can't wait to hear those, Eddie. Sorry that I thought this was a hot uh, romance story. It turns out it was your grandfather, but it ended up being a really sweet story. And i that's really cool that you saw this man at the foot of your bed and it wasn't scary. Because to me, that's like my worst nightmare. But it sounds like a great actually a really wonderful experience. Um, so thanks for sending that in. And if any of you want to send in a story to me, you can either email it to me, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com, or in this Facebook group, uh, which is just called Ghosted by Roz, Dress Velez. And, um, you know, Eddie posted that story in the group. So if you wanted to, you could comment on it. And if you had any more questions, or we can start this conversation if anybody knows uh Anything about, you know, clothing, being able to be a ghost but still be on Earth, I am i can't stop thinking about that now. And, um, yeah, another thing I can't stop thinking about is our guest today. He is a friend. He is an incredible performer. He's, he's you know, worked on Broadway, and he's a great musical theater performer and singer, and he's also a radio personality now that you can listen to, and he'll tell you all about it. You know him from Queer Eye. I mean, he's all over the place acting. He's a personality. He's great, and I'm very inspired by him, and I'm so happy that he was here. So let's listen to Jay Rodriguez. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by Jay Rodriguez. Hi. Jay, the radio star. <laughs> I can't believe 
I need to hear about what your life is like right now because it's hectic. You do you're on the radio mm-hmm. every single morning. Yeah. It's weird. So so I when Lance Bass was hosting a show called Dirty Pop on Sirius XM for OutQ, which was an LGBTQ serious station um that ran for a couple of years. Great programming. I really liked it. I was actually a diehard fan of it, to be honest. I'd never heard programming like that. I mean, it catered to every audience. There was uh, politics. There was just fun entertainment news. There was pop culture news like Lance Bass did. And it really had pillars of the community who maybe you knew, some you didn't know, um, really kind of giving you the inside tea about LGBTQ stuff that kind of... um, kind of rolls off our shoulders and we kind of hear but we don't really focus in on unless we're at a gala or something and it was so vital and so I guested for Lance a couple times as as one of his guests and then when he was out of town they were like do you want to step in a couple times it really kind of gave me a passion for it so I I think you need to be specific when you ask the universe for something so I asked the universe uh, last year, I said, I'm going to be 40 and 2019 in about a month. I'll be 40. 40. 40. 40. 40. So I was like, I want some more stability in my career. I love that I'm guest starring and that I've arced on things. I'm shooting films and and things are great. I'm like the Puerto Rican Andy Cohen for Dance Moms. I'm about to go to <laughs> two one hours for them again. And so I love the path. I just want more of consistency. And the universe brought this radio station called Channel Q into my life about late August. And we started in September, launched a late October, early fall, um, that kind of vibe. And I host the morning show from 6 to 10 a.m. with Michaela Gordon from American Idol, lesbian, funny. She's the drag queen in the dynamic, as you well know. <laughs> and she's so gorgeous. She is. And she loves being glam. And she's very... Nails, she, honey. Yeah, she knows what the kids say. Like, she just gets it. And so, thankfully, because of Alcu and, and Dirty Pop and Lance Bass, I got the, sort of the the feel for the radio thing and really loved it. And now it's, it's become the gig. Thankfully they let me leave and come back to continue doing what I really do, which is television. And, and that's been great. And so there's an ease to it now. Um, also kind of forces you to pay attention. Like I'm constantly just going through Twitter, following all the right news sources. And you feel like, a big boy at parties when someone chimes in about something that ordinarily would have gone over your head. Now you have a thought, you have an opinion. Totally. Because you've Talked about it for hours, you know, so it's interesting. Well, and you, it gives you reason to wake up every morning. Well, at the at the four four thirty, pending on what I want to do that. Day. Oh yeah. my god, I can't it's, even imagine. The sun's not out. By the way, now I get to work, and it's like by the time I get to work, everything's about five fifteen, five thirty, and the sun is trying to come out. Like the sky's definitely not black. It's like a bluish, yeah. which I consider an accomplishment. What time do you go to bed? 8.30 or oh 8. Oh, my God. I, and you know me. You know that my normal bedtime was like 2 a.m. As of Girl. like August. And sometimes it's on the weekends. Listen, I love Channel Q and I love everything it stands for. And I love being in the in the Ryan Seacrest position. Uh-huh. Top billing. You're, you're at the apex of the tribe. I'm probably the one who's probably been out invisible and working in this space the longest out of everyone on the station. That being said, there are downsides to it, like getting up that early. And so I'm balancing it all. We're trying to figure out, well, maybe... Maybe just maybe I will, I don't know, 40th year is like turning 30, but like, uh, uh, you know, times 100 because you're reevaluating where you are. Uh-huh. And even though I still get carded and like I like the way I look, everything's yeah, you cute. you look young as fuck. Thanks. The real truth is you are still your age. And so you are like... Well, how am I going to, where do I want to, where do I want to live out the rest of my life? We, I had to work in Miami. Have you been? 
Um, no, I've never been to Miami. It's lovely, and I and I have romanticized it for a very long time. I don't know how long I could deal with living in Miami, but I've lived there the longest three months shooting a series. So when I went there for work recently, a charity, they were, the station was like, why don't you broadcast out of Miami? When I got up and the birds were chirping and the sun was out, because, of course, we're on you know, East Coast time, which is three hours ahead. Yeah. So I didn't have to report to work until 8.30 in the morning. Luxury. That was, I felt like a rich white woman. <laughs> I did. And at 8.30? Luxurious. Oh, my God. And I went out till midnight. Got home by 1. Oh, no, honey. My done. lifestyle is staying up until 4 a.m. listening to ghost voices on YouTube. First of all... <laughs> Let's unpack that. How did that begin for you? How did this all start for you? I don't oh even know God. these things. I know. Well, um, I've just always been so fascinated by ghosts. My thing, because I've had so many ghost experiences. I did not know that. Yeah. I just like to um, hear about them. That's mm. my thing. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I, for years, I've always just con- gone up to people at parties and just been like, so, Who's you ever seen story? a ghost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which. You'll be delighted to know I actually have. Uh, well, I know because Physically you've been seen. on my favorite television <laughs> show of all time, Celebrity Ghost Stories. So funny. I think you're my third person now from Celebrity Ghost Stories that has been on here. We love talking about it because it's a very tricky, weird topic to bring up because if you bring it up around skeptics, it's hard to navigate. But what I love about my story, it's a- it's anchored in my born-again evangelical Christian mother co-signing on my story. There you go. I think that's so important to mm-hmm. have, you know, that validity. People who are not mm-hmm. believers were like, I know what I saw. Totally. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. I mean, I've even had, like, someone that doesn't believe in any of that stuff come on here and was like, I, I can't explain it, but I saw it. Yeah. Selene Luna. You should listen to it. <gasps> I love Selene She's Luna. The She's the best. Um. Okay. Wait. So... Let's talk about your story from Celebrity Ghost. Because I, I also it, know yeah. you have other stuff to talk I about, do. too, that's ghosty. Um, so, first question with Celebrity Ghost Stories. Um, what was it like being reenacted? First of all, I was like, I was an adorable kid. I'm yeah! Just, I'm just looking at our guy who's running the board who's kind oh, of land. He's the I best. Um, so, so, here's a piece. Like, I got, I got hit up. They slid into my DMs. Much uh, like I did. Yes. It was uh, the mother of the actor child who played me. And she was like, hey, my son is playing you on the series. And I was like, screen grabbing? Forever going to have to immortalize this. <laughs> I was thrilled beyond measure. He was really cute. I think what's interesting about it, because I did give them pictures of me as a child. Uh-huh. They kind of did a good job of casting that. Not so much on my aunt's. But that was tricky. But on my mom, for sure. There was something about the essence of it that, like, oh, I'm getting chills. Um, there's something about, oh, this is creepy. Um, there's something about watching something you experienced reenacted. Um, and and I don't know how they cast those kind of things. But part of me thinks they say to people, listen, we'd really love it if, if, if those playing these roles are open to these kind of experiences having happened. Because okay. there was an odd authenticity to the yeah. way they were playing stuff that like creeped me out further. It was like, not re-traumatizing, I don't want to say that, but like re-experiencing it in a way, and I was like, too real, too real, too real! Yeah, so it really felt like yeah, what it was like. Yeah, I thought they did a real, real good job. Uh, we'll talk about the, should we talk about the ghost story? Let's talk about the ghost okay, story. Okay, because I, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah, the show hasn't been on for a couple of years, and so 
mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people have not heard it. So let's yeah. hear it. So um, I grew up in a single parent home. My dad left really young. Coincidentally, my mother's sister had a daughter three weeks after I was born. My mother's sister was married. Oh, wow. So my aunt and uh, my mother were in, close in age and they were like sort of best friends. They they grew up in the same childhood house and then my aunt didn't go far. She just moved right next door when she uh, got married. And where'd you grow up? In Long Island, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, in New York. And um, in the suburbs, essentially, for all intents and purposes, just very suburban upbringing in a very culturally diverse neighborhood. And my... Mother, my grandmother moved into that home when she was 14 and pregnant and married, which at that time was not uncommon. Um, And so she is first generation from Puerto Rico. Grandfather moved in and they bought her this home, started a family. And by the time my grandmother was 21 or 20, she had six kids, no twins. Oh, my. Wait, by the time she was 20? Mm-hmm. Oh. Banging about every year. Boom, boom, boom. Six kids, three boys, three girls. And that was not uncommon. And so they grew up with this like, sort of kinship that I I never, I don't have siblings. My brother's 20 years younger than me. So I, I didn't have that experience. My mom had me really young. And after my dad left, um, she, she moved back in with her mother, which made her neighbors with her sister, who she was close with. So my cousin and I were raised as siblings. We often vacationed together. Okay. And so... So one of the vacation spots for New Yorkers was upstate New York, this place called Lake George. Had a lot of outdoorsy activities, but also had a fun nightlife scene. And being two women in their 20s, it was the perfect place for them to go. And my cousin and I were about seven or eight, can't quite remember, maybe nine if I really push it. If I look back, I'm going by pictures and I'm like, I'm trying to remember the dates of these these things. But it was somewhere in that window where you're like in second, third, fourth-ish grade. Uh You know, you're not quite in sixth grade, but like you're younger than that. That being said, we were uh, on this vacation in Lake George and we were staying in a hotel, you know, two um, full-size beds. My aunts and my cousin female what's up Jackie was uh, so we're sleeping closer to the bathroom so if you open the door to the bedroom um, to the left is the first bed separated by a nightstand and then the second bed uh-huh. which was also a full-size bed and if you kept walking further there was in the distance you could see a bathroom to the right before you hit the bathroom was just like a club chair you know like a chair to sit down in to relax in and then in wow, front you really remember oh i remember it like it was yeah. yesterday i can tell you every single detail and then across from the beds of course was the television like the old uh-huh. school like yeah not a flat screen kids we didn't have those <laughs> yet um but the tv that had like 13 channels right and the weird antennas and um, and then when you opened the uh, the window it was one of those windows um, so rather the blinds were that of like it was fabric on one side but kind of plasticky white on the other side and it had the stick and you would drag the stick to open sure. and then drag the stick to close right and the window looked down onto the parking lot and just off of the parking lot in the distance you could see the pool so that's the layout of the actual moat. It was more of a motel. Uh-huh. That's kind of vibe of Lake George. Do you remember what it was called? You probably wouldn't. I don't. Why and I went you? through all of them. I looked at to try to find uh-huh. whatever. And then like, I was like, oh, gosh, it was tricky because I couldn't figure out, which I narrowed it down to two. But anyway, um, 
So we were there and probably drove up on like, I don't know, like a Friday afternoon and it was probably Friday night. We did all the fun things. There was, I remember there was a wax museum. There was. Well, that's creepy. So creepy. There was like a, not a roller coaster, but like a haunted housey thing that you get in. It's like a roller coaster seating. Oh, but yeah. But you just walk through. Yeah. Oh, those are classic. Yeah. So went through that. And then that night, my aunts and my mom raided the mini bar as kids in their 20s do. <laughs> as you and right. I. Yeah. They're so young. That's, I mean, that's what we would do right now. Anyway. So uh, if there's a mini bar here, we'd raid it. Um, that being said, they're kikiing. Now, my cousin is sleeping closest to the bathroom, right? That's furthest from the door. I'm sleeping on a different bed closest to the door. And our parents, our mothers, are conversing and kinking over those little mini Kahluas and the mini Smirnoffs at the nightstand, right? So they're sitting on the bed facing each other, much like you and I are right now, right? Uh Nightstand here, TV there, bathroom there, door behind me. Uh Uh-huh. And so we are like, you know, I hear them and you know when you're a kid and adults are talking and you're just not ready for bed and you're not allowed to have the TV on because adults who are drinking are like, go to bed. And yeah. you're like pretending you're asleep so you can just like. Oh, uh, when I was a kid, I always wanted to know, like, what are the adults talking about? Right. And they were talking about adult things. And I was like, and, and I just let <laughs> her ear raised and tried to lean in. That being said, Nosy McNoserson, like, kind of like started rolling over and like he one eye open and pretended to be awake and then pulled the cover up to just enough where I could see my catch the conversation. Then it became like a TV show, right? And they were so drunk and kikiing that they didn't really think anything to check on the kids who might be somewhat awake. It's like, who cares? Whatever. As long as they're not making noise. Yeah. Well, the only light they had on was the bathroom light, which again is furthest from where I am sleeping. Yeah. So all of a sudden there was, you know what happens if you put your hand in front of a light bulb? You can yes. see the present yeah, uh, something. The light disappears for a second. Right. And that happened. And as it began to happen, you're alerted of a change. So you perk up and your everyone's eyes go to that direction. And we saw the figure of a man, 1950s, very madman, trench coat, fedora, pass from one side of it to another. My mother screamed to the top of her lungs, reached back and grabbed me. You know that familiar from watching Animal Planet where dogs grab another dog by the scruff of their neck to carry them to a safe space? Uh It was very that, a.k.a. the way a Puerto Rican mother grabs you. That being said, (laughs) it was like I heard them and then my, my mother screamed, which triggered my aunt to turn. She saw something that didn't register as right she screamed, scruffed her daughter, and then me and my um, cousin were dragged out of the room. Now, at the time, Smurfs was very popular, and plush dolls, right? Teddy bears were popular. So I had a Papa Smurf, like, plush doll, like, that I had been sleeping with and using as, like, you know, like a, a body pillow, I guess you could say. And um, I can't remember exactly, but I, so I, I went into basically... It grabbed the thing and I left it on the bed. It didn't make its way past the center where I had been spooning it, right? And so it stayed on the bed. I know because it was red on white linen, so you can easily see yeah. that it's still there. Leaving the room, they go down to security. They are literally wearing, you can totally picture this, barefoot, manicured, but barefoot, long t-shirt, <laughs> right? Two women in their 20s. One with a, what we call Puerto Rican doobie-doo, which is where if you have curly hair, you wet it and you wrap it around and you bobby pin it all the way around so you can wake up 
dry. Totally. And it's straight. Doobie. Full on slumber Yeah, party. and the other one rollers. So we're down at like the, the security desk <laughs> with some guy who like looks like he's like straight out of like Tales from the Crypt. And I remember like it was yesterday. It was like perfect, iconic motel person at hired for after hours. Yeah. <laughs> they mean like where you're like mm, central casting. You, central yeah. casting, murderer slash whatever. Yeah. But but then like when he speaks, you're like, oh you're sweet. You just look scary. So good job for you. Yeah. It's, and like the um like a groundskeeper look. Thank you. Groundskeeper is exactly it. Like a In spooky fact, I hope, groundskeeper. I hope that's like his nickname on Instagram. <laughs> so he literally we get down there and my my mom and I are like, there's someone in our room. We have kids we have Kids, with they're like scream crying. It's because they were a little drunk. But they were like yeah. blaming the hotel for allowing them to be in a room that was unsafe. So they're really worked up about it. But I know what I saw. So I was like, yeah, they're right on this. Like I'll co-sign. I didn't have any Kahlua. But wait a minute. Okay, so but this man just appeared out of nowhere, right? Yes. Yeah, so so if you can imagine it, where it's one of those things where the door opens would have opened, and there's like uh, it's not quite a wall. It's like a vent. They would have been like if you open the door, it opened just a little bit, and there was like a little bit of a closet, like a hanging things if you want to steam things out, and like a little bit of a mini vanity. Then a mirror here, sink. That's what you directly look at, and then to right is the shower and tub. Okay. So you're looking at so, so he so could have been room. hiding somewhere. Yes, there was. Okay. A little, not necessarily just a, a box. That when you're looking at the bathroom from the door, what you see is not the full space of the bathroom. That's not yeah. the full width of it, right? So he basically, in our vision, went from left to right, and and because of the backlight and the room itself was dark, and they were using that as for ambient lighting, uh-huh. there was big confusion as to if it was a person, if it was an animal, if it's a big bat. What was the thing? At this point, they just feel very safe. So we go back downstairs. But ghost was never. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Did you guys believe in this, no. like as a family, or you? At this yourself? point, we think we're sort of a religious. We've not discovered okay. Catholicism, which they all grew up with. We've not done our Holy Communion yet. We're probably basically at this point heathen. So <laughs> we go downstairs, and the guy was like, "Okay, I'll go up there and check it out for you." And he goes up, and they feel a little better. Now there's a man in, in 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 the dynamic, right? And everyone walks upstairs, and and he walks in. He's got this big, like, you know, big flashlight. uh, And he goes in and turns on all the lights, looks under the beds, open the closet. There's nothing here. Ladies, there's nothing here. And now here's the issue. They've been drinking. So now it's like, ladies, maybe because he walks in, he sees they've been drinking. So it's like, "Mm, but I know what I saw, right? So I'm like, I'm the kid who... My mom would take me to jazzercise class and I would sit on the sides completely quiet. And then they'd be like, Janet, your son's really precious. How long has he been a mute? Because I wouldn't talk. Oh, so like I'm an observer. Wow. So like I was picked up on everything. And so it was not uncommon for me to just to kind of be more observant than I should and see things I shouldn't have had seen. That being said, he comes in. He's like, ladies, listen, there's nothing here. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. If I can put you in another room. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's two in the morning. No, uh, no. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. They're giving them all these like weird Long Island quotes. <laughs> and they're like, we're out of here. Crack a dog. We're out of here. So. We try to fake some sleep. Everyone's just basically faking sleep. The door is triple triple locked. They've gone through everything. The bags are packed. And uh, I remember I had a blue Samsonite hard luggage, the kind where you like slide the sides of it and, and it opens and you, then you pull it up. Very yeah, mad yeah. many. 
it was probably my grandfather's or something, and that's where all my, my little weekend clothes were. And so everything was in there and was open so that I could switch out what my pajamas were for what I was going to wear and then put the teddy bear and do the whole business and leave. So it's now, you know, bedtime. Everyone's asleep. The gentle snoring of the communal masses of Rodriguez clan is happening. <laughs> and I just can't sleep. There's something very unsettling. But it's it's not unsettling in the space of, like, feeling threatening. It's just very much like I can't sleep. So I open. So I like to sleep a little more heads up. So I put usually two pillows. So I'm not flat, but I'm always a little angled up. And so when I opened my eyes, I saw a man at the left corner uh, of the room, and ooh, creepy. I'm like getting emotional. Um, the so the guy is sitting there, and it it literally straight up in my best version of me being 39 years old now. Looks like a character out of Mad Men because it's a it's a it's a plain shirt, uh, uh, a, a, a time specific tie that would have made sense in that era with a trench coat over like just this whole look that is at first slightly threatening but this is so terrible but growing up you know where I grew up where it was like really ethnically mixed you only saw white people if they like if you were getting in trouble you know what I mean so no. I was like huh? and so it was like scary and so then I was like and. I didn't know. It was very paralyzing. You know that kind of sleep where you want to wake up and you can't move? That kind of sleep sleep paralysis? paralysis, That kind of vibe? It kind of felt like that, but I could blink. I could move my face. It was just more of a sheer, I don't know what this experience is. I clearly now know you are what we saw. But in this moment and in this exchange that is silent, you don't feel... just staring at you? Yes, you don't feel threatening. You don't feel unsafe you don't feel false you feel like this is something i'm just supposed to sit in and so didn't know what my response was supposed to be and my only thought was to kind of barter with him and i remember trying to offer him my teddy bear my papa smurf teddy bear yeah. um oh this is the crazy this is the tea left my teddy bear on the um on the bed and then when we came back the 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 crypt keeper dude he found it under the bed <laughs> Oh, that's and you knew piece. for a fact it was on I the bed. I remember it was on the bed because I got pulled from it. And I remember like making, try, you know, when you try and throw an, an age appropriate tantrum and they won't have it because there's a bigger issue to play. Yeah. That was what happened in that moment. And so I got, so so it was under there. So I was like, I already knew that what I was holding was like Had moved been touched, and, by, touched someone. by something. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know, you don't think magic or ghosty things at that point. You're not thinking anything like that. And then when you see someone in this kind of moment, it's very easy eerie but there is a piece and people talk about this a lot when they experience something supernatural in any space there is a kind of peace or well okay the vegas thing we'll talk about that in a minute there's a difference between when you see something that you know is not um of this world yes and there's a th- you can either feel threatened or you feel at peace. I've heard you probably yes. know better than me. You've been talking to people. I felt an immediate peace, and I didn't understand it. Now, mind you, my dad had left probably three or four years prior. I didn't really have any r- male role models in that time, and you're just in the space where it just feels too real to even imagine. And well, physically, though, yes. I always like to ask people when they see yeah, a ghost, yeah, yeah. did he look like you and I right now or did could you see through him? Was no, he... I felt like it looked like you and I right now, but with the lights turned off and these lights on because you had the ambient. They wanted to sleep with the window a little bit open because they didn't trust it. They were like, we don't want to be locked into this space. You know what I mean? Like the oh. like a little like just in case. 
let them hear our screams, and they put the little uh, little okay. squeaky thing with the screen just in case they scream, people can hear them. My mom is still like that. Yeah. <laughs> She's also the kind of woman who says, like, no, I don't care what nobody says. A leopard can never change its stripes. <laughs> um, she's very that woman. So for us, like, the, mo- the, the moment in that, for me, seeing something otherworldly meant... Maybe it's this is something unexplainable. I'm sure I'm wrong in this. I did. I had a lot of self doubt in what I was looking at. Yeah. So I offered the guy the Papa Smurf, and he was like, and I distinctly remember this. And this is going back to the actor who played it. I distinctly remember him being like, shaking his head, shaking his head, and he just looked at me with this calming energy. And then it went from like being frightened of him to him caretaking or wanting to provide some sense of calmness to the situation um and then i fell asleep and when i woke up he was gone and there was a big mad dash to get out of there because they had a choice of driving home in the dark but when you're in lake george there's a there's miles and miles and miles with no street lights oh no two you women gotta wait two, that one out yeah you gotta wait Maybe that one out drinking right with the kids so they were like nope so then we get back we're, we're stocking everything in and we're just trying whatever and can't find in the morning, brush my teeth, shower, everything. Can't find the teddy bear. Can't find Papa Smurf. So he did want it. Assume that my mom had taken it and put it in my luggage, right? Yeah. Don't know this. So we got in, whatever, and I'm like, where is it? And I open, I can't find it. I'm throwing typical tan- tantrum. I get in and say, no, we're going, we're going. Puts it in the car, Chevy Nova Silver, and put it in the trunk, and we drive off. At, we're, we're about to drive off, and, and then in the parking lot, I look up, and the curtain moves, and I see him again, and he just waves at me like this. But not like, uh, like a very, like, goodbye, goodbye. And but, you're like, wait, where was the bear? Literally no idea. I literally, in my mind, I'm like, did he keep it? Whatever. I don't know where to this day if maybe we just misplaced it, or it was, I have no idea. I like to think that the guy kept it, but I didn't know the backstory. So years later, I had this experience, and I had this, and I and I and I and wanted to, I brought it up because because my aunt was always like very superstitious about things, and so I was wondered if since she's not, my mom is very evangelical, my aunt is not. So I, I thought it'd be safer to bring it up to my aunt again. I was like, remember the time we were in Lake George, and you guys freaked out because you thought you saw the ghost person? She was like, ooh, and she's like, and then the guy, remember, then he lost his son. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, because remember the, the guy, oh, that's why we didn't tell you because you guys were, okay, well, the guy, okay, so look, here's what happened back in the 50s or something. There was some guy, I'm talking about my aunt now. She was like, there was some guy and he was there with his family and then like the kid was not paying, he was not paying attention to his kids and the kid went to do, to do a dive or something and he hit his head on the shallow and he died in the pool. And the and so the rumor is and the legend has it that essentially that father still lingers in the hotel because he never had closure. He would go back and visit the place where he'd lost his son and he just never could turn the page on feeling like he was responsible for allowing his son to die in his presence. And the land the the, the groundkeeper guy told my mom, mom and my aunt that at the time, but they didn't think that was pertinent information to tell us. Yeah, well, yeah, they didn't want the kids to be terrified. Yeah. So that was the wow. Yeah. And so you just went to bed just like, mom, guess this guy's staring at it me. Wa- it wasn't like, uh, I think it's also one of those things when you're like super just already tired and hyped up and you just trust it and you're trying not to fall asleep. I don't know, and this is probably maybe a Zach Baggins question, if Supernatural can empower you to feel somewhat sleepy or if there's a force with that. I don't know energetically what oh, I being... I don't know. I don't know. I know people feel cold, they feel chill, yeah. but I felt so at peace that something about the calm mixed with my previous anxiety and fear 
really lulled me. Wow. And then the ghost sent you a DM on Instagram. And was like, hey, bitch, I played you before. Hey, bitch. (laughs) Okay, wait, so you also went to Zach Baggins's uh, what is it called? Haunted his, his haunted museum. Museum. His, yeah, in Las Vegas. So Kendra Wilkinson, who I did sex tips for straight women from a gay man from, yes. she's best known for um, uh, Hugh Hefner's uh, hit series Girls Next Door. Oh, girl, e. we're getting Bridget up in here. You know, Bridget's a ghost. Oh, she's a ghost aficionado. A ghost aficionado. Oh my god. Okay, so Kendra and I go because we're gagged, and it's like right around Halloween. This is two years ago ish, and we were in Vegas headlining, and and she was like, Zach Baggins hit me up. He's saying he'll give us a private tour. Are you down? I was like, I'm. So down, let's go. So I meet her there, and I thought it was like a private tour with like other people. No, bitch, it was like us and Kendra's two other friends. Fine. We get there, and this tour guide is giving us a tour, and he gives us a tour of the first three rooms. We're already like appropriately wigged out because it's a lot of uh, creepy memorabilia. There's one part of it. Then there are objects and items and rooms. And things like trucks, like he's got Kevorkian's van. Oh no! In the museum that he used to kill people in, oh. or euthanize, or however you want to look at it. Yeah, he's got like possessed dolls. He just got the um, the rocking chair from the the case that inspired the movie The Conjuring. Great stuff like that. So Zach Baggins who, from Ghost Adventures, from Ghost Adventures, who's a freaking hottie and delightful and so. Imp- passionate about this, you can't help but feel a sense of transference from his energetic uh, telling of these stories. I mean, he curated this entire museum. When I tell you, it is like a beautifully organized hoarder's nightmare. (laughs) There's so much of so much with meaning and clean and tidy. Like, when you walk through it, you're like, who had the time to do all this? Yeah. It is layers upon floors upon rooms that have been thoughtfully put together. And it's just very, that's the, 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 the constant refrain, very thoughtfully put together. I'm not messing around with that stuff. That's why somebody told me something at the museum. Um, I think it was this uh, great host of one of the shows here. Her name's Meg Malloy. She was she went to it and she told me that they told them, like, you know, if you're sensitive. Um, you they know, tell you, don't come in. And I am. I'm a sensitive one, huh? I know, but you're also now a journalist. Oh, yeah, for the arts. For the arts. Just put on your Barbara Walters best. I know. You're dying, sorry, realness. Yes, honey. Uh, Hey, you want (laughs) to listen to some ghost voices? I'm dying to listen to ghost voices because I used to love them. Remember when they slowed them down and you're like, oh, he said peanut butter sandwich. Got it. Well, okay. Okay. We're going to play a game. Okay. EVPs or EVPs. So EVPs, it's what they call electronic voice phenomenon. It's when you see on those TV shows, Zach Baggins, you know, yeah, the yeah, ghost yeah. adventures. They say, we heard this ghost say this or that. What I like to do is I like to find uh, recordings of ghosts, and you're going to guess what the investigator believes that it says. Now, in all these scenarios, I don't doubt that they did catch something. We're just trying to—I want to hear what you think they say, and then we're going to guess what 
the investigator believed. The first one yes. comes uh, from Kelly Marie on YouTube. Is that the name of the ghost or that's just her? No, this is the investigator, Got Kelly it. Marie. Uh, she recorded this on uh, the first, no, the on the uh, 18th of January of 2009 at Old Highway 322 in Lake Cherokee Bottoms, which I, from my res- research is in Henderson, Texas, I believe. Okay. Um, this was the site of an auto accident where four people were killed in 1968. And then it's my job to t- tell you what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. So just listen to it. Here's Here it goes. It's kind of loud. Um, to, kind of loud. I think it's like outdoor noise. They do it on repeat on the, on the Ghost Hunter show. Can I hear it God, one more time? I'm going to repeat it as many okay, times as you want. Great. It's going to be a lot. It's a lot of ambient noise, but we're listening for a whisper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you hear it? I heard him whisper. Can we turn it, can I turn yeah. it up, though? Oh, I'm yeah. So I'll, I'll turn it back up. Here we go. One yeah. more time. Okay. Watch out. Watch out. Okay. Watch out, yeah. What's definitely... I speak ghost. It's, it's a Texas... that raise my value to anyone in this room? I think that it's a Texas voice, because to me it sounds like an accent. Is it A, Woodrow, like the name Woodrow. Okay. B, what's wrong? Uh-huh. C, let's go. Mm-hmm. Or D, what's the D, baby girl? I mean, it's probably D, um, but... I... It's Texas. No, no, no. It's probably That's what I thought it sounds like, but they think it's what's wrong. But if you listen to it, it sounds straight up like some Matthew McConaughey, Texas, what's wrong? Listen. Uh, So it does kind of sound like Woodrow. Woodrow. Do we know anyone who died around there named Woodrow? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Here's the next one. That's who killed him probably. Woodrow. Could be. He's out there. Uh, this next one is from Black Rowan Paran no Black Raven Paranormal. They recorded this at Penhurst Asylum in Spring City. Would you ever? By the way, listen. I have a real question, honest question. Uh-huh. If some paranormal team was like, you know what, Russ, you should come with us, and we want to um, just suit you up with paranormal gear and send you into rooms at asylums on your own, just to see if you can document your experience. Maybe your energy would welcome something that ours can't. Would you go? I say, no, I'm never going back. What? You wouldn't? I've already been to asylums. <laughs> um, okay. Guess what this one's saying. Okay. It's kind of a whisper again. Wait, let's hear it. Get on me. It's like, it's like a... Get on me. Is that what is you that, thought it was? Is that what you said? Um, what would sound like that? That's, That's what right, I yeah. hear. It sounds like a, a hard K sound. Yeah, I definitely hear that. Here, I'll give you some options. Go ahead. Is it A, I'm calling Maury. Maybe they need like paternity <laughs> tests. It might have been a paternity test situation. Listen, you never know. B, yeah. a can of corned beef. Well, delicious. D, can't ignore me. It's or D, wait, D, that was, yeah. that was C. Uh-huh. This is D, quit snoring. Maybe like some, they, their bunk. Can't ignore me sounds snoring. about right. Let me hear it one more time. 
Oh, yeah. There's somebody, somebody's spirit saying, you can't ignore me. That is scary. Sounds like an (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. Sounds like my ex-wife, J. Rodriguez. Is that it? That's all the ghosts you have for me? I think that's about (laughs) it. Wait, didn't you say, what was your other story? Oh, my other story was in Key West, hosting the Key West Cocktail Classic for Stoli. It's like a bartender competition. They go around and... Um, bring all the best bartenders in the U.S. down to Key West, and they all fight for uh, about $10,000 for their favorite LGBTQ charity. And I, I've been the co-host for years, and the city itself is very haunted. Key West is haunted. Absolutely. You think about all the pirate ships that have crashed into there, have been around those parts from day, for, for decades. There's a lot of cemeteries there that literally look like something from New Orleans' turn of the century. That's kind of the shape they're in. A lot of iguanas and roosters run rapidly like that you cannot kill or, or try to reduce the rooster population. So it's just a kind of city that feels... Where the rooster goes. I, I mean, there's just a lot of tomfoolery and there's like the weeping... cock-a-doodle-boo. That's how did you... Like, that's how they That's go, it. yeah. Um, but there's something uh, mystical about that place. So I'm staying at Bourbon Street Pub, which is like an infamous gay bar there that also has like an outdoor pool, an outdoor patio, and the whole thing in the back. And the gay bar? And it's a hotel, and they put me in the first year. So I'm staying in this room that they, was like their fancy room. It was decorated like Blanche Devereaux's room. In, That's know. fancy to me. I know. Well, it was a lot of wicker. That being said, it was very Golden Girls-esque, and I was thrilled to even just have a place. I was like, cool, here we go, Key West. And um, in the bedroom I was in, the immediate bedroom area was pretty small and decent, but there was an upstairs loft that provided another bedroom, right? And in this loft, again, wicker, they had sort of an attic ceiling. So I slept downstairs. The attic felt a little like, mm-mm, claustrophobia, can't do it. But they had one of those chairs. Do you know the wicker chairs that people used to take their bridal photo in? Oh, yeah, like a big, huge. Yeah, yeah. that's up there, too, which is already creepy. Why is that up there? That's for a photo op. Uh, Who knows why? It's a hotel room. So I'm sleeping, and I hear, like, the shifting of duvet. I hear noise. Like, but it's a very specific sound, like the shifting of a human in duvet. You know when you're, like, when you're in a hotel and you're twisting between can't get comfortable on the the fabric? Now, it is QS, so the AC was blasting, but you can hear this other sound. Sounds like you know what it is. It sounds like it's there's an intelligent form yes. probably moving it. And yeah. you just honestly just kept me up all night. Never my wildest did I think it would be that. So the next day I complained about it and wanted to get another room. And they were like, oh, no, no, you got the special room. And I was like, what? And like, that room's notoriously haunted. You met and there's a name for her and I can't remember it. It was like Upstairs Sally or something like that. Upstairs Sally! It was something like that, and they're saying that basically uh, there's just a gentle presence upstairs who deems that room her own. She loves company, but she loves to interact with them. It's something they take pride in. I'm like, maybe you should have said that. Should have said that upon chicken. Oh, my God. She's up there with that big wicker chair. Mm -hmm. That's that's like an Easter bunny chair. And a lot of gays stay there. Like mm-hmm. in Key West, which is already like there's like it's clothing optional on some days in the back pool. So I'm like, the things poor upstairs Sally has seen. Oh, she's just like, I've been there, done that, she'll honey. Never, I'm upstairs Sally. She'll never go downstairs again. Downstairs Jay. <laughs> you are a uh, hotel ghost magnet. That's real. What if that's the thing? There's your show. That's right. We're going, we're taking this on the road. Guys, are we all good? Let's pitch it. We're, 
Russ. <laughs> but you won't go in with me. And hell no. I'm not dealing with no upstairs You're Sally. Like, you or... just come back with the story and I'll report on exactly. it. Exactly. Fantastic. That's why the show is so popular. <laughs> Tell me um, where what, what you got going on, where people yeah, can find so you. Yeah, so I'm on a new Hulu series called Dollface. I'm guesting on that opposite uh, Kat Dennings. That'll be out, I think, this summer fall. And no then, way. I literally just met her last week. She's lovely. Every year we decided to do a pilot together. Uh, rather, last year I did a pilot with her and this year I did a series with her, which is really fun. Um, right around the same week, which is odd. And then I'm hosting two one-hour specials for Dance Moms, the reunion specials, one with the little girls, one with the adults, where they'll probably scream at each other. I'm nervous. Fun. And then, of course, you can always find me on We Are Ch- Channel Q, which is a nationally syndicated FM and digital uh, station for uh, those who like uh, the LGBTQ community. And um, it's easy to find. You can yell at your Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Channel Q on Radio.com. You can get the Radio.com app. Or if you live in New York, uh, L.A., you could just go to 97.1 HD2 and just listen to us there. And it's so easy. Just, find, just say, how to listen to Channel Q? And it'll all come up on your Google search. Yay. Yeah. And then official J.A.I. Rodriguez on Instagram. J.A.I. Rodriguez on Twitter, Facebook, same. Everything's got a blue check mark. I'm really kind of hard to miss. If it looks like Mario Lopez, it's probably not me. <laughs> you keep busy. I'm trying. I'm a typical Puerto Rican. I have to have 16 jobs at all times. That's great. Yeah, it's comfort in it. <laughs> I am so happy that he brought up the Zach Baggins Museum in Las Vegas because I've actually, for uh, a couple of months now, been thinking about going there. And, uh, you know, I've had a little bit of time and I, and I really have been, you know, picking out dates when's a good time for me to go over to Las Vegas and check it out. But then, I don't know if you saw this on TMZ. The headline is, Zach Baggins closes haunted rocking chair. Too much creepy stuff happening on cam. So, you know, he got this rocking chair. They call it the devil's rocking chair, which is the chair uh, that has ties to Lorraine Warren and the whole, you know, the devil made me do it case. And on TMZ, I'll post this on the Facebook page, ghosted by Ross Dressvilles, uh, this whole article that has some videos of this woman fainting. Um, I guess there it says that there was um, a light focused on the chair went out when a power cord was mysteriously yanked out of the wall. And then this woman, um, she's bawling and she says, why did this happen? Why is this happening to me? And uh, she fell unconscious. It's just... It sounds crazy, and I don't know that this is something that I want to do. Holy shit, he he dropped $67,000 on that rocking chair? Yeah, well, honey, you, you just made a deal with the devil, literally. So, check out the Facebook page. Uh, ghosted by Ross Dressfulness. There's also the uh, Facebook group, Ghosted by Ross Dressfulness. Please join. We're building a beautiful community there and um you know leave us a five-star review it really does help if you just leave five-star rating if you have something nice to say please say it if you don't have something nice to say just send me an email or something let me know you don't have to do it there and um you know i'm on instagram at Roz Dresfales. If you're in Boise, I'm going to be doing performance of Mean Gaze for Boise Pride, uh, the 14th, uh, this Friday, tomorrow. And 
I've got um, I've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. This play Virgin that I'm in. I've got the dates on my social media. And um, also, I'll be hosting Ross Matthews Brunch at Rockwell on the 29th. Um, the 28th? Nope. 21st. I have my comedy game show, The Once Over. It's going to be a Pride edition, which is at the world-famous Hollywood Improv with Sam Pancake and Drew Drogi's going to be a guest, and it's going to be so gay and fabulous and hilarious. And it's at 10.30 on the 21st, so I'd love to see you there. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Pains Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.